You're now listening to Sanity at the Movies. I don't even know what kind of an edition this is. Wet edition? Mondo paganism edition? Mondo paganism edition? Sure. Yeah. Pregnant, maternal, like somewhere between. Warrior ladies. Warrior lady edition? You know, I would say of all the Warrior Lady movies that we've watched on this podcast, and we've watched many, this one is a little old fashioned. Kind of. I mean, it's got a very, well, I don't know. It's got a very patriarchal kind of story arc to it, ish. Yeah, yeah. Father's job is to protect. A That's father's... what gives him meaning, right? I mean, there's going to be people that are like, "It's the most patriarchal movie of all time. I'm stupid. And I have two lines of dialogue, and I'm so desperate for something to own and feel like I can be a part of. I'm lonely." There's going to be those people, and I'm not one of them. To be clear. <clears throat> But I just thought, when's the last time I've seen a hero that's a man? I mean, probably very recently. I don't know. See, that's what—that's the genius of Cameron's feminism, man. Right. He's going full tilt feminism, but he's giving you some actual healthy masculinity alongside some toxic masculinity. Yes. So. Yes. Now, by t- good fatherhood and good warrior motherhood, right? Together in harmony. In harmony, just like a lot of things are the in way harmony. It should be. Well, you know. They've dropped the facade of having to connect all their horrible propaganda to a story that works and appeals to a schmo like me, by and large, in like the Marvel Universe and across a lot of these franchise Star Wars. A lot of people are afraid the new Indiana Jones movie is going to deconstruct Indiana Jones. I don't know whether that's true or not about that one. But the point is, it was nice. It's nice that Cameron's kind of old-fashioned enough that he's like, well, I, I want this to connect to everybody. So. You know, we'll have a male avatar. See what I did there, guys? For I see it. You see it, Ben? I do. You look so excited. In 3D. In 3D? Yeah. Yeah, we just saw this movie in 3D. So I this this movie is by no means a triumph for the patriarchy. It's just very boring warrior woman kind of stuff, but all in a, the package of a traditional kind of a story. So does that make it better or worse than... I'm not really sure. I think it makes more effective. So I guess that makes it worse if it's a more effective poison pill. But yeah, yeah, it certainly made it more enjoyable to watch a movie where I didn't have to put up with the male hero actively being demoralized, undermined, and mocked for the entire movie. It was just kind of more the '90s style of he's he's too tough on his kids and or something. I guess <laughs> anyway, folks, we watched Avatar: The Way of Water. James Cameron's long gestating sequel to a film that came out in 2009. Nobody even remembers the guy's name. That was the joke that the internet made a lot because they're all sheep that say the same thing. Except for us. We're sheep that say different things. We're sheep that say different things. That's absolutely right. Part of a different sheep herd. Yes, we're part Ah, of a different herd. I didn't remember his name. He's Jake Soli. I remember it now. My Jake. I literally just... I mean, we walked out of the theater, got in the I remember car, Jake. drove here, and hit record. So Right. I remember Jake. Because I remembered yeah. my Jake. Yeah. Well, your Jake, of course, you is Jake, Jake Menzel. No, I, I'm talking about the movie. My Jake. You yeah. Know? Avatar. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that would be Sam Worthington. Right. Do you think this movie would be better or worse if Jake Menzel, our friend, played, <laughs> played the lead? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I don't know. I got pretty tired of Sam Worthington's accent. Yeah. He's, he's not... Really an actor. He's like a C-level star. Yeah. Yeah. Who gave the best performance in this movie? Sorry, I know we're all over the place. Oh, we'll, man. We'll, we'll rein it back in in a second, folks. I don't know. It sounds like you just want to like throw your thoughts on the table, so why don't you just go for it? No, no, no. Who gave the best performance? No, Jake, I asked for your thoughts. I didn't throw any thoughts. You already told us who gave us the best performance in the car. I did. Yeah. but He said Sigourney Weaver gave us the best performance in your judgment. But I, I want to hear what you have to say. I don't about. have I, that many thoughts about I the movie. I didn't like Sigourney Weaver. Sorry. I mean, visually, she gave a great digital performance. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that, that may well be what I mean. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Just in terms of be, playing a gangly teen, the animators did a nice that was, yeah, that nice was, job. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah. Absolutely. She was the most, like, standout persona, personable. Oh, like this person has personable. body language that we can read. Agree. And respond to Agreed. on some emotional But then level. I get here Sigourney Weaver. Smug, yeah. Smugly playing a... Anyway. I did not like it. Same I am. Well, all right. 
We'll rein it back in before I dump all my thoughts on the table. I just think you should dump your thoughts on the table. This is a yeah. fresh out of the theater take. What are we supposed sure. to do? Act like we've considered it? Well, the only thing we should probably do before we do that is say, baggage check. Does anybody in this room care at all about the original Avatar? And did you ever care about the original Avatar? And do you like Avatar The Last Airbender? I really love Avatar The Last Airbender. I think that's a really cool show. Okay. And, uh, and you absolutely adore the M. Night Shyamalan adaptation. I've never seen it. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty hilariously bad. But yeah. so you love Avatar The Last Airbender. We've got that far. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'll go with Jacob. There. It is a lot of fun to show that one to my kids. I actually watched it for the first time with my kids, just looking for something to sort of slow work through mm-hmm. here and there, throw on. And we were getting ready to dump our Netflix account, and it was on Netflix. And I was like, oh, well, We'll give it a shot. A lot of people love it. Give it a shot and really enjoyed it. There you go. Aang's cool. Yeah. Aang's cool. I like Uncle, what's his name? Uncle Iron Shanks or something. Uncle, Uncle Ira. <laughs> yeah, he's or cool. Something? Yeah, he is. Uh, Prince Zuko is the man. Hero, thank you. Prince Zuko is Obviously, yeah, Zuko's, Zuko's just awesome. What about Jim Cameron's immortal classic from 2009, Avatar? Yeah, I think my experience of Avatar was I definitely in absolute protest. Just did not want to have anything to do with it. Didn't see it in theaters or anything like that. I don't think. I think I'm pretty sure. I know I've seen it. I know I've seen it all the way through. I'm pretty sure it was one of those. It's like on Redbox for a dollar. It's 2011. And I'm watching this for science mm-hmm. and because there's nothing else in the red box that looks interesting. And at least this will be colorful. Fair enough. Ben, mm-hmm. same, same question. I saw it in theater back in the day. Mm-hmm. Did it come in around Christmas time, right? Yeah. Like this one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember who I was with. And mm-hmm. I basically hated every minute of it. I mean, I, it was it's a very competent movie. It has, like this movie, it has acts. It has like, Here's the first and second and third act, and here's the setup and the payoff, and here's the villain. He looks kind of bad. Oh, he is bad. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, you're going to get a big fight with the mech, which is cool. But for all that, I really, I really hated it. What, what drew your ire? Why not just say, eh, it was stupid? Why hate? Because it hated me, because it hates God, because it's like, here's a world that's just exists to be pagan and to be env- sort of environmentalist, neo pagan science fiction world where everything's connected a pantheistic world mind where all the creatures and the people are connected and it's like eden and paradise and the dumb sky dwellers i.e man are the villains and because they're trying to mine unobtainium (laughs) 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 which is still one of i that's so funny to me i don't even get it maybe cameron was also in on the joke i I don't know maybe he was but he had to have been right i get i think he had to have been it's just too funny if he's not it's just too much Ah, yeah, it's pretty corny. I mean, it's so far. It feels like the kind of thing you put in the first draft of the script. Oh, we'll come up with the actual name later. And, and then, then you fall in love with it because yeah, it, it was it's so blatant. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. I, I mean, we've had things like that in our little writers' room. But then where, we make jokes about them. This movie played it a hundred percent straight. N- n- nary a sideways remark about a thing. It's same with Avatar: Way of Water. Mm. Yeah, he's, there's no sideways, there's no cynicism, there's no irony. And, and I think that's why people like them. They're mm-hmm. just old-fashioned, like you were saying. Even the feminism is old-fashioned. That, that, that's why I liked this one. Yeah. I just, I got a big kick out of... For example, there's a scene where he says, where he says, well, actually the better example is, they talk to whales, and the whales are subtitled. And I just, I gotta love a movie where the whales are subtitled. And I gotta <laughs> love a movie that's about, like, the corniest 1970s hippie sort of save the whales. Like, n- no irony, no additional layer. Just evil corporate military industrial compress <laughs> idiots are trying to kill the whales for some reason. Uh, so they, to mine a gland in their brains and then dump their bodies back into the ocean. Yeah. It's something, what was the word they made up? It wasn't ambergris. Right? No, but it was very close. It was like ambergris. It's some play on ambrosia or. Yeah. Ambergris would be the stuff you get from whales, right? Yeah. Well, it's. Oh, I think I it see. linked them together. I because see. It, remember what it does is it... It uh, stops aging, right? It stops aging. It makes you like the gods. That was, right? that was a fun right. detail that they did absolutely nothing with. But uh, Well, there's two sequels left, right? At least two, one. three? We'll see if this one makes enough money. Okay. My Avatar baggage is I just did not even have a take. I just missed Avatar. I don't know why. I mean, I was very 
plugged into the pop culture at that point, I, I think. But I don't even remember responding against it. Like, oh, everybody loves Avatar. I'm going to stay away. But I just, I just didn't see it. I, th- I think I didn't see it for a few weeks and everybody was talking about it. And then I didn't see it for a few more weeks and everybody mm-hmm. was talking about it. By the time I, was, I could have seen it, it was just like, well, the conversation's done. Had come yeah. and gone. Yeah, it burned bright and burned for a while, but then disappeared. And so, yeah, I just did it. Was it was in seven theater or seven different, uh, sorry, not the first one. This one? This one was in, I, I counted seven different the- theaters yeah. in our theater. Mm-hmm. Right. All within an wow. hour start well, time. Yeah. And ours was, I mean, right. we went to the IMAX 3D because of course, that's what you should do. Yeah. But uh, they- You want a headache. Yeah, we, we have massive headaches, but it's still what you three should do. Three hours with 3D glasses on, buddy. Oh, man. My, oh, my eyes, goodness. I don't know how the science of that stuff works, but my eyes would stop working for, like, my, I mean, my eyes would still work, but, like, the 3D would start, no, yeah. start failing, and then yeah. I'd, I'd blink or shift my did, position a little bit. Did you ever see this? Yeah, well, you can't, magic turn your, you can't turn your head because of the way the slants work. You can't turn your head, can't, it tilts your head to the left or the right, so you have to have your head. Straight up Straight, and down perfectly. That was what I did. And that's part of it. So if you start to drift off to the side, then everything gets blurry. It's so bad. Did, did you ever see, you guys ever read the magic eye books or whatever they were sure, called? Oh, yeah. Right. I remember doing that. And like after I could see the image, I would pull away and I wouldn't be able to focus on words. Mm-hmm. It would take several seconds or a minute or something for my eyesight to come back to normal. Yeah. Same thing. Right? Well, the disaster of this movie was the trailer for, I want to say it was Ant-Man. The first three well, yeah. things. Media. Horrible and it was like bad retrofitted 3D, but also yeah. like my eyes were just like, oh. and Cameron <laughs> is way better with his 3D. Like he is, you can argue whether 3D well, he, ought to be a thing sh- at all. But he, he shoots with 3D cameras <laughs> for his movies to be in 3D. He right. doesn't retrofit it like that trailer obviously was. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't separate things out as much often. I mean, there would be a few show off scenes, but a lot of times it'll all kind of... It's a little more subtle. It just adds a little depth and yeah. it's cool and, you know, it, there'll be a little smoke and... Yeah, it is cool. Stuff. Amazing special effects. So I, I totally missed Avatar. I ca- caught up with it, I want to say, like 10 years late. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago. I It was on Disney Plus, so it was at least after the advent of Disney Plus and I turned it on and watched about half of it and I was just like, well, whatever this was, I missed it. Like, I can't even tell whether this is good or bad watching it at home. I'm, you know, probably it was very profound experience in 3D and a giant, you know, Pandora, all that. Like, I can understand I'm not immune to those sorts of charms, as we'll see when we talk about this movie. But it was just like this was this movie was not made to be experienced late night on Disney Plus. This 13 years later, 13 years later, like and special effects had moved on like it, it didn't. The character animation just wasn't up to snuff with the best of what we were getting from Thanos and stuff like that mm. at the time. I would say the environment animation is still better than what Marvel gives us. Like Marvel, just I don't know, they're lazy. They're lazy. They rush things. Although some of this, some of the stuff in that Quantum Mania uh, cool. trailer did look cool. It did in yeah. terms of the environment. I'll give you that. Yeah, this was the first time that movie interested me at all. I was like, oh, this is actually, they put some elbow grease into this. I don't know. No Oppenheimer trailer? No. Very sad. Okay, so that's our avatar. I should say, I like Jim, Jim Cameron. When I was a budding like movie lover, I read an mm-hmm. unauthorized biography of James Cameron hmm. and that I think took his career through Titanic because that's all he had made at this time. But he's a fun, like once you've exhausted Spielberg, he's a fun guy to read about and learn about and watch his movies because he's so classical mm-hmm. and technically <clears throat> skilled like, like and, Spielberg. And technically well, and skilled, yeah. that, was, that was the big fun of this one. Yeah. Like, hey, here's a filmmaker who knows how to make movies. Right. Very technically sound, very <laughs> structurally sound. This is a very sturdy film. Yeah. You know? And I miss that. The Marvel factory. You and, just don't get a lot of it anymore. Yeah. I mean, the last big franchise film that was like that, and it was a bad movie, but at least it had that quality, was maybe Ryan Johnson's Last Jedi. I guess Matt Reeves' Batman. Oh, but I was, I was ready to jump on you for, for saying that. And I got in ahead of you. But those are the two. Like Everything just feels so... Mass manufactured. Mass manufactured, <laughs> anonymous, and just not, not quality. So... Yeah. Uh, that brings us to Avatar, 
the way of water. Now we can dump all our thoughts. Mm. Who wants to start? I'll start because I already <clears throat> my thoughts are basically yeah. the same as what I already said. So we'll get them out of the way. It's it's a lot of paganism. It's mm-hmm. a lot of white people stink and the idea of being made in God's image and being over creation. It stinks and mm-hmm. you should just be one with the planet and technology is bad. Kind of. It's just a whole wash of these gorgeous, gorgeous images, really detailed environments and beautiful stuff happening. That's all part of this like neo-pagan pantheistic thing. Mm -hmm. Just wants to sort of wash over you like an ocean and make you love it. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think actually, I wonder how successful it'll be at that. Because I think in its way, it's persuasive. The same way being (laughs) bludgeoned is persuasive. (laughs) It's like (laughs) three hours of this stuff. It gets to you. Well, people all, people, you know, you you had that, all those news stories, maybe they were just trying to fill space, but back in 2009, you had all the, people can't leave Pandora, they go back 13, 14 times, they they just want to live there. Yeah, yeah. No, I want to plug in and become Navi or whatever it's called. Right. It's an alternate Eden, basically. Mm -hmm. It's like Eden before it's spoiled, you know, and this movie is about. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's Eden for the pagans. That's right. It's Eden for the pagans. Yeah. And I think, because I was trying to think of. Like, what does Cameron want out of this? Mm. And I think that's what he wants. I think he wants a vision of Eden. I think he believes a lot of simplistic environmentalist stuff. That's my, this is my good faith reading. No, of, no, of I, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think, so I saw an interview with Cameron where he talks about this movie and he says, the first movie did what it could for native cultures and for the environment. That's what it was intended to do. And then he took the money from the first movie and he went away and he did things for real native cultures and actually for the environment. And he did any, and, and, and he thought that that would be much more fulfilling and much more gratifying and much <laughs> more useful <laughs> to the world. But he did it for long enough. And then he said, I realized even though avatar, I will ad- fully admit is very simplistic. I have such an audience and I can reach so many people on such a large scale with these basic messages that, I should do that. That should be my contribution to the cause. So yeah, this is this is absolutely proud to be propaganda for earth worship, for feminism, for yep. hippie dippy, save the whales. And I and I think it'll be per- persuasive for I mean it's it's easy. The movie's so darn sincere and played without mm-hmm. humor yeah. at all that <laughs> it's easy to reject it. You know, there's a kind of There's a lot to laugh at. There's a lot to laugh at. But, but there's a lot of kids that'll grow up with this and it'll inform their, 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 their worldview. I think that's true. Yeah. But the thing is, will they grow up with it? Because, or will they see it one time and expend three hours on it and then forget about it? Because it's not a property that's consistently being shoved down their throat. I know that three is coming. Right. How, how quick is that? They've already filmed it. I don't know okay. what, I think they're probably waiting to see what this one actually does. Which, according to Cameron, it needs to make $2 billion to even break even. Yeah, well, you know what it, it doesn't have is superheroes or laser swords or it, it misses a whole lot in terms of like, how do you, how do you play act yep. this and how do you enjoy it? Like, how do you continue to enjoy it? How does it live and stay with you if you're a kid? It doesn't, it doesn't have a lot of that. I mean, it's visually immersive and enjoyable, but what are you going to do? Go grab a, a stick and dance around and play and hiss at things? Like, I think, I think dragon riding is cool and dolphin, space dolphin riding is cool. Mm-hmm. Not, not on the level of lightsaber, but I think that would be my That's cool, somewhat but, paltry counter argument. But, 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 <coughs> but those, those types of things are always really hard to play at. Yeah. Like, you'd have to do a version of Cowboys and Indians with. Navi well, that's what it is. Man, it is, is a. Indians it is a. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. An, it's Indians and cowboys. Right. Ha ha. Look at our take on yeah. that. Mm. You know. Yeah. But but all, the, all the, the people with the mech suits and the gear and stuff like that are all the bad guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And although Jake Sully is the closest thing to a proper hero that we've gotten in cinema for a while, the women do get some of the cooler like arrow stuff and. Oh yeah, his wife gets like the coolest. Yeah, although interesting, she gets nothing else. I mean, it is it is what's redu- it is the kind of thing that a actual fe- smart feminist would be mad at. Actually, 
Like mm-hmm. she's she's not a character. She she doesn't get to do anything. Actually, all she gets to do is cry and be angry. Be angry and lean on and then Jake. be a weapon for five yeah. minutes. Argue with minutes. Jake Sully and then do what he says. I mean, she's she's actually and then turn into a feral yeah. mother cat yeah. yeah creature who avenges her children. Right, which yeah. Cameron, I mean, famously with aliens created an archetype of the not just the, not just a woman warrior but a mother warrior when Ripley goes back to save Newt and fights the the, the, the the other the alien queen it's mom in, versus mom in an awesome mix in an awesome mix I mean I it's pretty fantastic. I, I, I love that scene and she says get away from her you jerk she doesn't say <laughs> jerk but I mean it's Cameron's so and then he created the other iconic mother warrior in what's her face Sarah Connor and oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah of course T2 so but yeah, he doesn't give. What Cameron films have you not seen? I think I've seen them all. Maybe, uh, maybe not. Like not I Piranha Two. Is that a movie by Cameron? Was that his first? Just yeah. look at his direct. I haven't seen that director credits. And I, when I was a kid, at some point we discovered Xenogenesis. No, what's the? Oh, the Abyss. Like you, a Piranha yeah, Two. Discovered the Abyss. I liked the Abyss. Oh yeah, I liked it a lot as a kid. I don't think I'd like it now. I doubt I would either. I haven't but. seen the Abyss. That's one I was so that the the first two he's not very the prolific short, the prone, no well he hasn't done anything since well he waits for I've seen True Lies True Lies is I haven't seen about that. as good of movie of its kind as you could ask for although it's got some sex stuff that I don't recommend I mean the Terminator's classic Aliens is a classic The Abyss is interesting T two is classic True Lies is fun minus a strip tease or two and then it's just Titanic and Avatar like. You could spend a weekend and watch this guy's entire filmography. He mm-hmm. he takes a while to let these projects percolate, but you can tell. Like you can actually tell, he took time to write the script with his giant writer's room and get everything in place and figure out the mythology. And there's a couple plot holes and loose ends and things that we're talking about on the way home, but it is much more well done and just a basic the, yeah, story, story, you know, story thorough, beat by story, well beat. constructed. Well, and, you know, it is like, it's hard to know how much of the mythos, you know, how much is PR in terms of going, you know, what actually went into this film. But they say that he hired a linguist and worked with the linguist to develop that language and the sign language. The actors all apparently spent months training to do the the breathing, you know, your your Wim Hofian kind of stuff so that they could be underwater. Yeah, it's just deep dive. It's just proper diving. Kate Winslet now has the record for the longest, for the actor who has held her breath the longest underwater. I think she did six minutes. Now, the guy that actually has the record, who's not an actor, did 26 minutes or something like that. But free diving is ridiculous. Yeah. And it's it's crazy dangerous. And it is Wim Hof style stuff. It is like, you know, but it it is amazing what you can do. I tried it once, not free diving, but just the, hey, if I do this method, how long can I hold my breath? And on my second try, I held over two minutes. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this stuff really, really works. Like, That's crazy. I had no idea I could hold my breath that long. Yeah, it's awesome. And I did it and, you know, just like lying on my bed because I was afraid I was going to pass out or whatever. I just wanted to see, you know. But mm-hmm. it's like, no, this stuff really works. Like you can really huh. do that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's scary to think that people are going to go, go try it yeah. without supervision based on the instructions given in a James Cameron movie. <coughs> the instructions basically being to be one with the water. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the basics are there of diaphrag- di- breathe with your diaphragm, exhale slowly, clear out the oxygen, clear out the everything that you know stays inside, but slow your heart rate down, all that stuff, but eesh. Yeah. Where were we? What were we talking about? Avatar? Kate Winslet held the Oh, yeah, Kate Winslet. Well, I guess we were just saying the story beats are... Like, Marvel is is just like... Just the care and the detail that he went, you know. Most of the characters track. I mean, they're very, very simple. But if you think about how many times we've complained in Marvel movies, like, why is that... Oh, that character had to do that for the plot, and this person is behaving completely irrational and... Now they, hate, now they now he hates Spider Man. Now he loves him. Yeah. Now he's trying to cure the villains. Now he's trying to kill them. It's all that kind of stuff that just changes from moment to moment to moment and feels so absolutely arbitrary. And this movie, I would say, doesn't really feel like that. I mean, no. Sam Worthington has one character trait. He wants to protect his family. Father's protect or whatever it is. Colonel our has, family is our fortress. Right. 
Hey, the colonel had two character traits because he ended up That's actually true. feeling it's for true. his son. It's, that was a little extra piece of for characterization. His, for not his son. But yeah, for his... Yeah. No, he was he was probably the richest character in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, they brought him back from the first movie to be spoilers <laughs> to be the villain in this movie mm. and all the sequels. Yep. <laughs> which <laughs> or at least which the next takes, sequel takes something <laughs> on Cameron's part. Yeah. Eh, I'll just bring him back. <laughs> Why not? And he'll be a, he'll be a now he'll be a two and a half dimensional villain. Right. <laughs> Instead well, of just a two dimensional villain. I was really hoping that they would just kill him. And then bring him back again, but like a bunch of him. Mm. So he'd get like six of his clones. Like Agent Smith. That would be more fun, actually. (laughs) That's what I was hoping. Hey. That's what I was envisioning. The franchise is young. Who knows? Who knows what'll happen? We still don't know. Well, yeah, he could, he could like, he's now survived and gained some experience. And now the next ship with like 25 Colonel clones can show up. Some of them can be, you know, human and some of them can be Navi and... It would be awesome, and then we just go full George Lucas on this thing. That That is part of, I think, part of the saving grace of my movie, movie experience was my mind constantly being drawn back to George Lucas and then just sort of thinking, if George Lucas did this, I would cut him so much slack. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> like, would do a worse and job, he would, And he would not be doing as good a job in terms of... Actually writing a story that tracked. Yeah, like, and, and, and so... I mean, I th- I think from just getting through the movie and enjoying the things that were to be enjoyed, that really helped me to just be like, yeah, if George Lucas were doing this, I'd be like, George, you mess of a man, you built a crazy thing, and it's awesome and terrible, and I love you for trying. Mm-hmm. But, he but, would- but he would not, even his like, I mean, he does have his stupid religion. I know. That he forces down your throat. But, it's but he doesn't as... force it down your throat the way that Cameron does. And it's every not image. As... Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this was just that I was in the mood for the movie. That, that, that really could be the entirety of why I liked it a little bit better. But I, I do feel like there's different sort of phases that you go through in your maturation with this stuff. Like when, when, when I was young, I thought Trinity was such a cool, I, I thought Warrior Women were cool. I just thought it was cool. And then I got to a point where I was like, ooh, this is really bad. I don't like this. This is misleading our culture. And I'm not, I wasn't wrong about any of those things, but I felt threatened by it somehow. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, ha-ha, warrior women. That's cute. That can't happen. <laughs> it's funny that they keep making it happen in the movies, though. And it's just not threatening. I still don't like it. Like, I think, I think stories are better for reasons we've discussed many times without it. But all of James Cameron's kind of old-fashioned crap, I, I don't feel personally threatened by it i don't i don't feel like i'm gonna go out and try and save the whales after watching this movie or you know i'm just so far past any of his propaganda would i show this movie to my daughters when they get old enough no way yeah that's where you come back Mm -hmm. around again is when your daughter's 13 and would easily buy into all this Mm -hmm. stuff right and then i'll and then and then maybe i go see the movie and i don't even see it with her i just go see it with you guys and i'm actively angry because i'm like this movie is lying to someone that i love who's vulnerable And, and, and all so, her friends are going to go see it. They're going to be excited about it. She's not going to be allowed to go see it. She's going to feel like you're jipping her, or she is going to go see it, and you're not going to realize that's what's happening. And then she's going to come back excited about it, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to tell her why it sucked. And all those things are realities now. And her grandparents are going to be looking for the latest thing that's cool in the culture to be, you know, right. You know, giving her Christmas presents about, you know, it's all going to be a thing. Yeah. And I'll have to disarm her when she's like shooting the grandparents with the bow and stuff like that. So that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't begrudge anyone not liking this movie. I just, as a single today movie going experience for me personally, I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. The flora and fauna is pretty. The music's pretty. There's the, some good action. There's some good action. The story carries you along. All the world the music's building. not that great. The music's not that great. Nothing is that great. But I mean, the visual effects are genuinely that great, I guess. They it's are. It's like really a little good. bit of music along with some Hans Zimmer womps and yeah. crap thrown in. Well, when the shark was chasing him, they they just did dun 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 dun. I didn't even notice. Yeah, there was some stuff that was like that that was just like. Well, there were a bunch of little homages. 
even I wondered if there was a when he comes out of the water, it was pretty apocalypse now. Yes, yes, that was nice. But there like were a that. bunch of little things like that that I thought, yeah. but yeah, there were definitely some major Jaws homages. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we always have people, well, go ahead, you want to say something? I was just going to say regarding the visuals, I did feel at times like I was watching a very, very, very long video game cutscene, mm-hmm. and it's not that I don't like video game cutscenes from back in the day, I always used to like those, but I all, it, the CG did take its toll, right? Like the CG and the the way that he moved the camera and built the world started to take its toll, and well, I was like, eh. You have these scenes where it is one hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent CGI. Every leaf, every you know thing, every blade of grass, like the, the he did not go shoot some location and augment <laughs> anything, and so it's all entirely constructed in this digital world. And it's mm-hmm. like it is. It is so far beyond all the other things that have lived in Uncanny Valley before it. But it's still like mm-hmm. it's not quite right enough to <laughs> to really like. Yeah. Sometimes it's very right in a sense that you don't like because it's rather sensual in a way that I don't remember from the first one. There is a lot of nakedness in this movie. So yeah, it's kind of it's not, not just naked. We boys. tell people, yeah. yeah, just from the beginning. It's not just breasts. It's breasts with nipples. It's Avatar National Geographic edition. Yeah, it's very National Geographic. I couldn't believe he did the old trope of the first time that the kid sees hot girl. She she comes out of the water and I, yeah. I was like wow. I thought and that then one they was... have the moment where they notice each other and blush and yeah. I thought that was retired a, long, a few years ago, but <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I should say I'm not defending it. Like a lot, sometimes people will say after we go hard on a movie, like a Marvel movie or something, I've had people say to me like, it's just a movie. Like why, why, do, you, why do you care that much? That's not what I'm saying. I think this movie is worth caring about. I think it will affect people badly. I think it's worth being angry about. It's worth objecting to. Do I think the whole industry should get torn to pieces? Sure. <laughs> that's how some people will feel yeah well you know they're welcome to it they don't have to go see avatar i saw it i thoroughly enjoyed it so who had more fun me <laughs> <clears throat> yes you did I, I enjoyed james cameron's storytelling techniques and his, his sturdy craftsmanship and the visuals and yes the music was kind of repetitive and stupid but it got the job done mm-hmm. yeah no it was the closest thing to stepping back into the 80s or something but with modern technology yeah if you'd not seen alien or aliens, you know, going and rediscovering a movie like that for the first time. It's kind of like that, but prettier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess there's so few movies that come out where I'm like, oh, that's going to be exciting. And then you go and you sit and you eat your popcorn and it actually just gives you the experience of a big blockbuster movie. Like that happens so rarely anymore that, that I actually feel satisfied by those things. I mean, Top Gun Maverick did that for a lot of people. And I love Top Gun Maverick, but it's also just not my thing. I like sci-fi you know, like Cowboys and Indians, even if you're reversing it, I still think it's a fun, basic dynamic to play with. Mm-hmm. And I do like spiritual warriors versus crass people that have all the tech. I mean, that's Star Wars. That's the people that had the tech never felt like the tech gave them any advantage in this one. That's for sure. No, they, they basically got slaughtered. Yeah. yeah, they just like, they're no match for natives on horses with bows and arrows. Yeah, that was where I did feel the most like Ben's point of view, where I'm just like, this is really ugly and it really hates me and I really therefore hate it, was when you had some action scenes where, you know, they were just killing the crap out of not mech suits, not but just people. people. It's like they're so overpowered. It's just it's kind of the Matrix lobby paradigm. It's just like, guys, this isn't actually an action scene. This is just a murder scene. Like they, they do not pose any threat to you whatsoever. And yet just you, blowing them out of the water. You're just blowing them right. out of the water. But there were some fun mech suits. There was a guy, there was these crab mech suits and James Cameron's Those the kind cool. of filmmaker that if there's a crab mech suit, there's going to be a guy in the crab mech suit and he's going to go, <laughs> and then he's going to make the two claws <laughs> kind of pound, pound, pound the fist together. Yeah. Oh, there's all Maybe kinds of stuff like of that. stuff like that. Oh my goodness. Edie Falco it's plays so a, a general ball. and she's, she's sipping coffee. She's in a mech suit and she's not holding the coffee even though her hand is free. The... The arm is holding it. <laughs> is, and so that's the, just the kind of visual generosity and wit that George Lucas always had in his Star Wars movies. And I, I just enjoyed the movie on that level. Like, there's just always something to look at, something in the corner of the frame, something 
fun to enjoy. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I got some of that feeling too. Even just like, oh, they're going to be walking to their new huts in the new water nation capital, and you know where Lucas would put in a puppet, Cameron puts in a creature. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, this scene did not have to have new creatures poking their heads out of the corner of the screen. But he thought it did, and that's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. A lot to see. The flora and fauna and the little flowers with little tendrils that reach out, stuff like that. The planets in the background, the whatever the whatever planet Pandora. Is Pandora the moon, or are we on Pandora's Pandora's moon? Pandora's the moon. Okay. This is a real life place in our solar system. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. I thought it was the name of the planet. My hmm. okay. The Pandora is the moon of Jupiter in real life. Okay, but that's not the story that the movie's telling, right? Yes, we're in our own solar system on Pandora, on actual which, Pandora, which is the moon. I see. Which is the which moon is of the Jupiter, mo- though? Because I hate to break it to the movie, but we already know there's not stuff. On the moon of Jupiter, don't we? Saturn, actually. Pandora is the moon of Saturn. Huh. Huh. Okay, so, all right. Maybe I'm crazy. Pandora Pandora is an satellite of Saturn. So there was a time, I think, when it was believed that Pandora could have water on it. We've got pictures of it now, and it don't. But but let me look it up, because I'm going to just guess that he just moved it. Yeah. Maybe that was his original... Okay, so we're in Alpha Centauri. This is where we're actually at. And Pandora is the fifth moon of the gas giant Polyphemus, which orbits Alpha Centauri A. So there's our actual locale in this universe. Mm. But I'm willing to bet, because I'm pretty sure that for a while, Pandora was actually one of the places in our own solar system. Where we thought there could be life. Where we thought that there could be life. One of the most likely candidates. Yeah. And then I I bet that's where it started, and then I bet it just sort of morphed but kept the name. Huh. But I, I don't know. Don't quote me. I don't know, Jack, about this franchise. Nor should you. Like I said, I saw it, I think, on Redbox a couple years after it came out. So. I won't quote you, but I will applaud you for not wasting <laughs> your time. What else is there to say? There's a pregnant lady that goes into battle. That's the thing you'll see. Maybe might, might see a headline or two either praising or decrying. It's kind of a new variation on ye, ye old cliche of the stupid patriarchal man being like, you can't go with us. And the woman Thank being like, I will. And <laughs> it doesn't occur to them to say that she shouldn't. Like, we don't have an objection based on her being pregnant. Well, visually we do because he touches her stomach when he stops her. Well, she's going to grab her spear and he... Oh, he says, you can't go, and touches her stomach. And then oh. she says whatever badass line she says. and Got past me, I guess. Yeah, me too. Well, when you have an eye for visual storytelling like I do, I guess you just pick up on little details <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> the full, su- the subtle flavors of Avatar, The Way of Water. When you've got a massive headache in a 3D, three-hour-long movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Sometimes. Also true. <laughs> Oh, man. Certain details just slip past you, too. Yeah. Maybe we already talked about her. Did we already talk about her at the beginning of this podcast? About, about what? The pregnant lady oh, going no, into battle. probably did. No, I don't think so. I still think that that's James Cameron's old-fashioned feminism from- He said he went down the rabbit hole of feminist empowerment, and that's he wanted to go all the way down. Somebody, while we were in the theater, actually sent me an article- with the quote to go quote to go all the way down the rabbit hole of female empowerment and quote quote oh so at one point during their talk this is this interview he gave for variety after recalling how both how during his viewing of the avatar sequel he both quote was really taken by the fact that Nitri so he saw that on his character whatever her name actually is hunts while she's pregnant and had noticed that one of the characters goes into battle pregnant Rodriguez asked Cameron why was that important? Quote, everybody's always talking about female empowerment, Cameron explained to his former Alita <laughs> battle angel collaborator. Mm-hmm. But what is such a big part of a woman's life that we as men don't experience? And I thought, well, if you're really going to go all the way down the rabbit hole of female empowerment, let's have a female warrior who's six months pregnant in battle. It hasn't happened in our society. Probably hasn't happened for hundreds of years. <laughs> 
But I guarantee you, back in the day, women had to fight for survival and protect their children. And it didn't matter if they were pregnant. And pregnant women are more capable of being a lot more athletic than we as a culture acknowledge. What? Man. I thought, let's take the real boundaries off. To me, it was the last bastion that you don't see. Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, all these other amazing women come up, but they're not moms, and they're not pregnant while they're fighting evil. End of quote. See. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yes. Yeah, I just don't feel threatened. James Cameron. Also, for a true radical feminist, oh he puts way goodness. too much of an emphasis on motherhood in this movie. Like That's right. He's act- yeah. It's actually, it's just by accident. A very kind of pro-lifey feeling, kind of yep. babies are special and motherhood is special. And yep. like Brie yep. Larson would not be happy to star in this movie. And when they're not being warrior women, oh. like I said. Spider-Verse is going to have pregnant mom fighting. Oh, lame. Jessica Drew. Huh. No. No, that's such a weird hill to die on. I guess it's not. Oh, well. Everything sucks. Yes, everything's terrible. The trailer for Spider-Verse sucked, but I'm sure it'll be good. Minus this pregnant lady. And all the other feminism that we'll just forgive and not even talk about because they've battered us into submission. Mm. (sighs) So I'm just looking forward to the sequel where we go to the Fire Nation. That we're going to do the way of... We've been to the forest, which I think is the air. Right, because we fly through the so. trees. We've done so air, we've air bend, earth. and then we we had a wa- water bender, and so I think I think it's either earth or fire is next. I'm okay with fire. I'm, I think fire should be next. What I'm do not want because I'm so bored by it from its overuse in Star Wars and Dune and things like that. I do not want desert Navi. That sounds mm. so boring. Well, n- doesn't look like there's any. Like if you look at the pictures of. Zoom out, Pandora. It doesn't look like there's any space. There's not a brown. That's true. I take underground Navi. I take cave Navi. Cave. That'd be fun. Yeah. That would be, I think, the other place to go. So you've done the forest in the air. You do the water, then you do the mountains and fire, and then you do the underground caves in the earth and create all the cool fire creatures that you could create. Could be super fun. Okay. Great. And then we can have, in episode four or five, we can have Jake and Natiri's kids get taken back to Earth, which is an apocalyptic hellscape now, and they have to, although kids can't travel, kids can't cryo-freeze, so that might be a problem. Hmm. Let's get these people to Earth. Let's see what's going on on planet Earth. Well, what we'll end up doing is we'll take a, we'll, the mother, the great mother will give a seed, hmm. and then we'll get to go back to Earth and plant a tree, a great tree. And instead of Earth or Pandora being terraformed into Earth, as our bigger plot is, Earth will be terraformed into Pandora. But that'll just be the end of Yeah. Well, the original Pandora probably at this point has been completely overrun by the bad guys and burned to a crisp. Nah. Nah, they'll win in both places. That's just not as poignant. Nope. They'll win. They'll win. This is James Cameron, the environmentalist idealist so i think what will actually happen is they're trying to terraform and destroy this place and love will win and the great mother will show the way Hmm. and the pandorans will show the way for restoring earth and so we'll get our own great mother tree that helps build an environment that we can or rebuild the environment that we've destroyed yeah, Jake's, Jake's got to complete the task in terms of the hero of actually not just running off and becoming other, but really healing. Really, you know, he's got to go. All, he's got to go back home. He's got to bring it back around. Yeah, I guess I could see it. I guess I could. If see you it. were James Cameron and you were arcing this thing, and I mean, I think that's what seems like. Th- the kind of thing that he would do. And it looks like the pieces are on the table for that sort of thing to happen. Like what part of why we have, I mean, for goodness sake, what we actually have is a, we have a virgin birth of a, of a human uh, V hybrid, a human V hybrid uh-huh. who has a deep connection. And she's our water bender 
And she has a deep connection to the Great Mother in a way that nobody else does. And nobody can understand. And nobody even knows how to begin to understand. So she's got to then take and be the one to go back and create the... It's just right there. I feel like it's right there. I feel like it's just all laid out. That's the way that anything else is. You are usually right about these things. I, I would say... James Cameron might be a little smarter than that, though. A little smarter than the dumbest version. <laughs> this is what you always say. <laughs> I know, but and you're, all, you're always like, here's, here's the stupid thing that Star Wars is going to do. And I'm like, no, that's stupid. They're going to do something better. And then you're right. I mean, it's happened th- three or four times. But uh, James Cameron, here's what I think James Cameron does understand. He understands that negative propaganda is more powerful than positive propaganda in a lot of ways. So having Pandora just get toasted is a pretty powerful messaging. Number two, he understands stakes. And if you end that fourth movie with Pandora's Toast, and then I got to go see that fifth movie to find out what's going to happen, that's not a bad place. I mean, they, they could be like regrowing Pandora too. You know, we could have trees of life on both planets, maybe. But I just think in order for it to feel meaningful, Pandora as an environment actually has to suffer. After two or three movies. Pandora will suffer, but I don't think it'll be decimated. I think Pandora wins. Pandora wins, man. And once you've opened Pandora's box. Well, it wasn't Pandora's fault that she had that box. Or no, was it It was Pandora's fault that she had that. No. It was her the, fault that she God, opened it. Yeah, the gods gave her the box and yeah. said, don't open this. <laughs> Jerks. And then just like some dumb, gods. dumb lady. Just kidding. Puny god. There's uh, only one god, ma'am, and he doesn't dress like since we're going to just quote lines from movies <laughs> about gods in different universes. Apparently we're gravitating toward the MCU. Yeah. It's hard not to. I <laughs> went back for the first time and watched an MCU movie the other day. Which one? Iron Man three. Ooh. How was that choice? It was bad, but it was still it, fun. It's a pretty fun movie still. It's still, it's got a lot of fun to it. I'd say it's got about an hour of fun. And it's, it's got cr- about two hours of movie. It's a Christmas movie. You know, it's the kids were like, we had talked about the Christmas movies that aren't really Christmas movies. And so the, I had talked about that sort of thing in the sermon or whatever. Right. And they were asking about, is Die Hard is a, what's Die Hard? What's that movie that you were making a joke about? So I told them about it and I listed off a couple other Christmas movies that aren't Christmas movies. Iron Man 3 is one of them. Like that makes lists that doesn't belong really on lists, but it happens at Christmas right. time. I think most Shane Black movies happen at Christmas time, actually. Well, Shane Black has a couple of tricks, and he's pretty good at them. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I liked Iron Man 3. It's, still, I, it's better than Iron Man 2. Oh, oh yeah. It still works yeah. as an action movie. We yeah. watched it a few months ago, I feel like. it's Man, everybody's watching Iron Man 3. Maybe we'll I watch Iron Man 3. I, I, it's just one of those like movies that it's got a little bit to it, and it also feels like you neglected it maybe a little bit or mm. maybe a little bit too much. Shane Black did something different a yep. little bit that nobody else in the MCU was doing and he got the kibosh put on him. But it makes you wonder like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, I kind of wish the MCU Feige would have let Shane Black play a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Like there was some creativity here that I don't know. Yeah, there was. The action scenes are more creative than almost the any other The action scenes are pretty creative. They actually did a, a cool live-action stunt, you know, in that. Oh, the free-diving stuff, The yeah. free-diving stuff is a live-action stunt. It's like, awesome. There's some cool there's some cool things that are fun, and Tony's, it, it's the best sort of, like, really finding Tony's, but that's the movie that really gives you the I Am Iron Man payoff yes. in Endgame. That's that's the real setup, more than the first Iron Man movie. Hmm. True. I would agree with that. Yeah, I guess it's a good movie. I think when I think of it, I think of Guy Ritchie as a fire monster. Or not Guy Ritchie. Um, <laughs> Guy, Guy Pierce. Pierce. Guy Pierce. Like, who needs that? I'm, I'm not. Yeah, no, that, that was really bad. Guy, I, I, what's so bad about it? I mean, he's generic, but what's... It's, it's because he's not just generic. It's that he... It's that he... It's like he's working so hard to give... Val Kilmer vibes, hmm. and Down uh, da- Downey and Val Kilmer have played opposite each other, and like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or whatever. Another, I think maybe another movie, 
That's it's, a Shane Black movie, yeah. Which is a Shane Black movie, right? So it's like, well, huh. he wanted Val Kilmer, couldn't get him, and then he hired Guy Pierce to play the part that was written for Val Kilmer, and it just feels to me very off-putting. Like it just doesn't. It's just wrong. Like yep. it's just like I hmm. see that it just feels so much like this was written to be another Downey Kilmer team up that doesn't. I, to me, it just felt like Guy I've Pierce being that way. Guy Pierce, but maybe it, I'm missing it because I always feel like Guy Pierce is kind of has an odd mannered thing that reminds me of Val Kilmer, almost always going on. Did you ever see that movie that where may be true. Guy Pierce has to know. break the president's daughter out of a space station? Wait, what? It's like an Escape from New York kind of thing, but on a space station, and Guy Pierce is kind of like <sighs> Kurt Russell. No, I don't. I can't even picture this. Good little B movie. It's like a from the Luc Besson studio of crummy B movies like The Transporter okay. and stuff. But Oh, I think I've heard of this. What's it? No, no. Because there's, yeah. there's another like B movie sci-fi thing with Gary Sinise called Imposter that I never saw. Yeah. I, but is that just the same era? Same yeah, style? Yeah, this one stuff? has a, a similar one word, you know. Yeah, okay. No, title, I don't, I don't like know a, what this un, is. Unbroken or imprisoned or. I don't know what this is. I don't know what I've liked Guy Pearson except Memento where he's awesome. I usually like Guy Pearce. Not that I like Memento anymore, but. Yeah, I don't know. You tell how exciting it is to talk about Avatar. We've now spent at least uh-huh. six of this podcast talking about Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yep. Guy oh. Pierce. I, think- I was surprised, too, of how much my kids have forgotten of the MCU. Hmm. Watching that movie. It's Teflonish. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they'd forgotten. They had not. It was like they hadn't seen it. Hmm. it like they hadn't seen any of. Just like they just hadn't seen it. Hmm. Interesting. Why? Why has he got that thing on his chest? Oh, that bad, huh? Like, yeah, like huh. yeah. that. That bad. Like hmm. th- that bad. It's like, oh wow, that doesn't seriously. Well like nobody remembers anything except for some highlights from Avengers movies. Huh. Yeah. Well, they repeat so many motifs and ideas and character beats that it's like, is this the one where Tony's? feels bad about everything or the one that he feels good about everything and that well half describe. the kids are like he's already dead when i put it on yeah oh well this is the one where he gives up on being iron man again <laughs> is this the one where he has to learn that it's not the hammer i mean not the suit i mean not the suit i mean not the suit <laughs> uh-huh. which character is this again learning this exact same thing <laughs> Is this the one with random employee of Tony Stark's who felt slighted and became a supervillain? That's <laughs> maybe two, at least two, maybe maybe more. Oh, brother. Guy Pierce. <laughs> what a man. He was never an employee. Guy Pierce, was it? No, he just tried to accost him at a Christmas party with an idea or something like that. got slighted. That's right, yeah. Still, the past comes back It was back a great idea. Us. It was an idea that made him into a superhero Apparently more powerful than Captain America because he sure did beat the crap out of Tony multiple times yep. in a way that Cap never could. But then Gwyneth mm-hmm. Paltrow wore a halter top and kicked him or something like that. It's coming back to me. She she yeah, did right. she did something with a, like a grenade or a bomb or something. I don't know. Yeah. Good for her. It took an awful lot of killing to kill Guy Pierce in that movie. Yeah. Yes. He's a pretty much <laughs> invincible. Just keeps coming. He's the Rasputin of the MCU. All the other Iron Man suits could kill the former... Black Ops guys. They didn't have as much control, Jake. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. I see, yeah. Yep. You know, but it made a lot of sense when uh, at the end when he fought him, all the other suits were just, they're flying around, but they couldn't come and help. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not a movie for thinking about exactly. I mean, (laughs) it's a movie that wants you to think that it's a movie where, where you can think about things, which is still kind of fun in its way. It had some fun things. Yeah, for sure. That's what he loses his powers. And so then, you were trying to get us back to Avatar. Nah, I really wanted to stick with Iron Man three for a minute. <laughs> then how many mech suits out of four hundred do you give to Iron Man three? Oh, so, oh, sorry, Iron Man three. I was thinking of Avatar. Out of four hundred, that's hard. I I'd probably give it like three twenty five. Wow, I don't know. I, I think I think that might be fair. Maybe we compare it to what MCU movies do you want to go back and watch? Iron Man three. That's the only one. So, 
Yeah, it's funny that it's like the only when you think about it, you're like, well, this movie actually feels crafted and like it's a thing. I mean, I guess I'd rather watch Iron Man one. I've just seen it all, enough that I don't need to see it again. But it is a much better movie than Iron Man three, I would say. Yeah, no, Iron Man one is worse. Is it part of the I reason why? Go, well, so it's John Favreau cracking the code, so it's going to have all kinds of things in it that end up getting uh-huh. trimmed out. Some of that's going to be sexuality, right? Yep. Tony's going to be much more of a playboy and you're going to show him in bed with a girl or something like that. But as a movie, it really works as a movie. It's interesting. It's fun. It's funny. It's, Mm -hmm. it just brings a lot to the table and it was like the boom, he cracked the code. And so, but you can go back and watch the first Iron Man and be like, wow, we could have gone in so many cool directions. Yeah. Building out of this thing. Then we did Iron Man too. But, Yes, everything is consistently moving towards slowest common denominator. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is true that if I had to watch an MCU movie right now, I would watch Iron Man 3. But I don't know that I would be happy to have to watch an MCU movie right now. So. Yeah. How many mech suits out of 400 do you give to Avatar, colon, The Way of Water? You guys <laughs> both you both gave 325 to Iron Man 3. The other amazing thing is that the dumbest conceit is... Tony's going to drive. Oh, yeah. He is an engineer. He can come up with things. So he's going to go to a hardware store and he's going to buy a bunch of things and put together like pneumatic guns. I thought that was cool. What's wrong with that? Because he's Tony Stark and he could have driven to a gun shop. So he goes and drives to a hardware store, builds pneumatic guns, and then uses them to disarm people and then take their guns and use their guns. Yeah, chop was and then closed. he shoots up a bunch of people with their guns. <laughs> I think the gun store was closed that day. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, he's Tony Stark. <laughs> he's got a credit card. Uh, like, he's got people he can call. Like, he had to wait for the background check. There you go. Couldn't get a gun that day. Probably never bought a gun in his life, even though he is the world's most famous arms manufacturer. Right, yeah. But in between Tennessee, Tennessee and Miami, since he drives from Tennessee to Miami, he could not find any place along the way from Tennessee to Miami. He knew they'd be looking for him at the gun shops. Yeah. The bad guys. They have the eyes everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to keep bringing this back to Iron Man. <laughs> I, give, I give Avatar Wave Water, I want to give it like 50 or less. It is true that I didn't like hate watching all of it. I just hate it overall as a thing. So give I, it fifty. I'm, Speak your truth, man. I'm, I'm giving it fifty. All right. Out of how many? Four hundred. Wow. Yeah. I think that's very harsh, but for a movie that <laughs> I hate it, it was was just really was, was pleasant to sit there and let wash over you like the, it's the it was all the nakedness. If it weren't for that, it'd probably get like <laughs> sixty or a hundred. I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna give it two hundred out of four hundred. There. Okay. Well, I'm gonna give it only one ninety nine. I just to say. It doesn't tip the scales into anything I will ever go back and spend another second on again in my life. I'm excited to see it again in theaters, IMAX 3D, take my wife, take my dog, take my (laughs) babies. I think everybody needs to swim in the water. Take a little visit to Pandora. Loved it. I'm going to give it a thousand mech suits. Out, out of, of 400. Out of 400. <laughs> wow. What a great time at the movies. Nah, I'd give it, I'll give it 300. It was fine. It was good. Yeah, as a piece of moral content that I would ever want to show to my kids, I'll give it zero. I hate it more than Ben. <laughs> but I, in fact, you suck. am not one of my kids. <laughs> I oh. have the maturity oh, to burn. <laughs> not want to uh, save the whales. I say burn the whales. Uh-huh. I like that evil wailing guy that got his arm cut off. That was cool. Good movie. Good movie. Sanity at the movies recommends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run, don't walk. <laughs> to Avatar. Oh, I don't know. Put it this way. If you're the kind of person that thinks you will enjoy Avatar The Way of Water, which I don't know how many of those people listen to our podcast, <laughs> but you probably will. It's all that you expected it to be and more <laughs> and less. <laughs> It is. I don't deny it. If you're the kind of person that thinks you will hate Avatar Way of Water, the movie is not going to change your mind at all. If you like brainless spectacle. If you're the kind of person that thinks Avatar Way of Water hates you, you're right. Yeah. 
And I do not dispute that at all. James Cameron is a garbage human being, always has been. This movie is aggressive and it's garbage propaganda and it's evil. And I don't think that pregnant women should fight and it's a callous age that would <laughs> make that a moment of, you know, triumph for the sexes or something like that. So, yeah, I admit it. It's crap. But whatever. What do you, what do you want from me? <coughs> Fine. I'll give it two mech suits. <laughs> out ben, of two. Out of two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then if you had yeah. real courage, you if would have I, given it two mech suits, but you had to give it 50 as a throwing a piece of meat to the culture. I guess so. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> Old sellout soldier. I'm the worst. I've given it the highest rating of us all. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a thousand. I'm sticking with my original opinion. <laughs> all right. And speaking of my original opinion, my opinion of our patron award choice of awesomeness winner, whatever we call that thing. Is that he, he or she is a wonderful person. Oh, she, it's Caitlin. What Caitlin. Makes, what makes Caitlin so great, guys? <laughs> oh, if Caitlin were pregnant and needed to fight the mech suit warriors for her children, she wouldn't do it. She would respect God's created order. Caitlin, that would take a lot of courage. Whoa, Good Caitlin, job. whole family getting massacred by the mech suit people. Right, refuses maybe it's to... a bad example, but, you know. She'd let the men... Wear she the let the suits. men wear the, wear the mech suits. I'll tell you who wears the mech suit in my family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for journeying with us to the planet of Pandora and Alpha Centauri. Thanks for just being your, you. Listener? Oh, I just hit the totally wrong button. There we go. Thank you for being you. Thank you for joining with us to Pandora. Thank you for experiencing the wave of water. And until next time, 